to me at least, it's such a important episode because it one reminds us what to do to get ready, but it also can show the little adjustments that you can make to really increase your revenue from one season to the next. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Sugar, and here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? My brother, so good to see you. It has been a couple of weeks since we last recorded, but we have, first of all, we're back, and I'm really excited. We have a great, great friend of ours, um, Aaron Velke, coming on in one of these next episodes, and I'm just excited, just overall, just a super cool human and just great mind and and super i don't know dude just like i'm excited when we get people because always like you know when we look at people for the show there is this this combined of interest for our listeners but also for ourselves and aaron is one of those people that i know i've learned a a ton from from simple financial freedom credit card hacking yeah i haven't paid for flights in like two years because ever yeah yeah and we're Mike and I were talking off air, and uh, we're getting ready to redo this roofing project. And I was trying to convince my roofing guy to let me put it all on our Amex for for points, which it does not seem they're gonna let me, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But overall, dude, life is great. Bitcoin conference going on down there, down in Miami right now. So a lot of a lot of big players um, in town. So a lot of the GoBundus guys have been in town. And so always grateful to, you know, that's why we are part of masterminds, right? You you have a chance to then go talk to people and you just get a reminder of one, what's possible, but two, also you meet people that a couple of years ago were slightly ahead of you and now they're still ahead of you, but you are where they used to be. And so they're able to advise and share with you how they've kind of grown and progressed. And you get to like really look at it and see it in a way that it's kind of beyond the books and beyond the learning is really like, how did you do it? Right. Like, how did you train your VAs? How did you create this system or that system? So it's just always growing, always learning portfolio. I, we were talking about this offline as well. Rental rates are, are still running. We'll see what happens. Um, but in the meantime, we're just really, really grateful. But yeah, man, I'm excited. What about you? Yeah. All good stuff, man. Like we're, uh, Working on repositioning a couple things, freeing up some more capital to go out and do some more deals, which I'm excited about. I think Krista might kill me, but I'm like, I want three more by the end of the year of some of these higher end properties. And she's like, I want a break. But uh, three more houses. Yeah. Like the Florida one. So I don't know if any of the listeners remember what was it, six months ago, Mike saying that he was done for a while. Yeah. And E saying, and E called me out and said, no, let's see what happened. I just want the record to reflect that he was right. But yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, yeah, no, that's good, man. And we've been gearing up uh, for the conference coming yeah. up in June. Super pumped. We are officially well over the halfway mark for ticket sales. 
and um, pretty pumped, man. So out of the thousand tickets, we've sold like, I don't know, 525 with no advertising, no nothing, just word of mouth from you guys. So super pumped. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. And um, if you haven't got your ticket yet, go grab it because the prices are going to go up again in a couple of weeks. So you can grab a ticket now. The early bird price is $5.97 for three days. Come hang out with me, E, Bill Faith, all the amazing speakers that we got. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be a blast. So it's Mark Nashville. Simpson. Mark Simpson. Mark Simpson coming, coming over from too. the pond. I talked to uh, Ryan Luke this morning, who we've had on the show. He's going to come hang out. He's on his way to 500 units right now. So he's crushing it between the UK, Dubai. Now he's making some plays in the US. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got some heavy hitters coming in. It's going to be a blast and um, I'm looking forward to it. So you can check that out, strwealthconference.com. Um, grab your tickets. I would do it sooner rather than later. Also because it's the American Country Music Awards concert or something like that. It's like one of the biggest country concert series like of the year is that week. So hotels and Airbnbs and everything are getting booked up. So go grab your tickets, go get your accommodation squared away and uh, we'll see you guys in June. So that's it for that. And uh, today we've got a good topic. It's pretty relevant. I know I've been going through this right now and it's how do you get ready for your busy season, right? And every market's a little bit different, but for the most part, um, most parts of the country, you know, usually the summertime is like peak season, you know, from June through September, October, it's usually peak season. So wanted to give you guys some actionable tips to start going through now in order to prepare for that high season. Because once you get into it, it's like turnover, 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 right? All, everything's back to back. So there are things that you can do now to get ahead of that and to think through so that when you're in the heat of it, you don't have to worry about all this other stuff and you're ready to go and ready to take on all that business and make all that cash, which is why everybody's here. Right. So I jotted some notes down and then Eve, you want to just like piggyback and throw anything on here? Yeah. 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 Um, My, my, my brain is already running. So let's, let's go. So the, the first thing I wrote down is pretty simple. Just review your listing, right? Like I know I've had properties for four or five years that have been live and you know, some of them need a little bit of a refresh, whether it's rearranging the pictures, getting new pictures, updating descriptions, updating amenities, go through and review the listings or have your teams review the listings and update them. Like Airbnb in particular, they're always adding new amenities, like go in there, click on them. Oh, wow. Now they've added like barbecue sets and outdoor patio furniture and all these different things. So like go in there and tick off all those boxes um, to keep your listing fresh, right? The next thing is to review your pricing. So like E hinted at it earlier, but average daily rates are up again for 2021. So if you're keeping your rates pretty stagnant from year to year, you're going to want to go in and just review those rates to make sure that you're maximizing your revenue. Like we just had our team meeting this morning and we meet every week and go through this stuff. But I'm like, okay, forecasting out through the rest of the busy season, what are our rates looking like? And we found a couple pockets where I was like, no, jack that up, jack that up, jack Mm -hmm. that up. And yeah. just fill it in to, to maximize things because you don't want to finish up the month and be like, I think I could have done better. You want to yeah. take a more proactive approach on that stuff. And also, it's your chance to be super hyper local. And what I mean by that is it's obviously right. If you use one of the pricing softwares, they'll see the patterns. But if you are somebody that is very involved in your own community every year, probably especially in the summertime, events change so there might be an an event that wasn't there before or is there now especially since the last two years were COVID and so on and so forth so just make sure you're going in there and you're really optimizing so especially in the busy season I optimize the number of nights so that you're not risking getting 
two or three day bookings in, in an inconvenient place for, for you, but also stay mindful of what's coming up. Right. And so in the summertime, like the obvious holidays, right. But then there's always additional little things that may bring people into town that if you know ahead of, of time, you can price accordingly and see what happens. And then you just stay on top of it. Then in case that event does not actually yield the higher rates, you can see it and readjust. But chances are, if there is a lot of people coming into town, there might be a squeeze in the in the inventory available. And you should be you should be paying attention because that's that's where the extra money, right? Because that I was telling Mike for us. So in South Florida, it's, it's kind of different for me that the heavy season is the winter. So November through through April. And, and when we're looking at our rates and how we play our rates and how we play our, our little pockets, we're talking about on a two bedroom, if we time it perfectly, we're talking about like $8,000 to $8,800 a month. But if we didn't price it right, that drops down to like $6,000, which is not bad. But why are you leaving $2,800 on the table? Yeah, 25% of what you could have made. And it's, and it's, and it's like, you have no, like nobody else to blame, right? So on a 31 day month, on a 30 day month, if you're losing six, seven days in pockets, you're talking about lately the way that we're charging a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars that you leave mm -hmm. on the table. And just to help you with this, especially if you're new and you don't have a couple seasons under your belt yet, <clears throat> you can use tools like price labs for your pricing, but then they also have market dashboards. So you can see like what prices properties are actually getting booked at over the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days. So like, this is what people are setting their prices at. This is what it's actually getting booked at. Mm -hmm. And you can really dial in your pricing. Again, you can do similar stuff with AirDNA and a lot of the, the analytics tools out there. And we'll include links in all the show notes for this stuff, but yeah. Just to leverage the technology and the data that's available. And then just going on Airbnb, Verbo, everything else, like seeing what people are charging, like adjusting your rates, adjusting your cleaning fees, like all those different things. Um, and the competition in general, exactly. right? To see, to see exactly. what, what's there, what's available, what pictures people are taking. Because maybe since last season, you had some guy that's been listening to our show and has come into your market. And now he has a coffee bar because he listened to like the episode with Bill or he has like a golf cart or he has all those little things. And again, you need to have awareness of your market. And that's the only reason you need to do all of these things. Like if you just want to put your head in the sand and play the ostrich game and then see how the season goes, that's, that's absolutely fine as well. But again, especially if the, if the, if the game is financial freedom, the money is in the detail and in the small millimeter adjustments that you do to your listing, your pricings, your availability, and so on and so forth. And another great thing that we're thinking about now, kind of coming off of our busy season instead, is which could apply either way, is like, okay, what systems, and in this sense, like technology, do we want to bring in next season? And can we start onboarding them now? And how can we make things better, right? Like our season has just passed. Feedback that we got, what can we do better? And another thing that we start doing is we start putting together our shopping list. And so that we know, because now from now until the end of the year, there is a lot of sales and opportunities where if you have your shopping list ready and you know what you're looking for, this is when you can buy in bulk, have the stuff ready 
and and overall just reduce your operating cost as well. Good. So you ticked off a couple other things I was going to talk about. So just to recap, adjusting yeah. your minimum night stays. And again, if you've got a season or two under your belt, check out what's your average length of stay, you know, seasonally, right? Because in the winter, he might have month long bookings or week long or whatever it is. But in the summer, he might have two or three night bookings. So like when you know that you can set those accordingly, like he said, so you're not leaving any of those orphan days out there. So mm -hmm. That's a one thing. And then again, like bulking up on supplies, like we just did a huge order for one of the hotels. Like we restocked any damaged linens, all of our toiletry kits, all the toilet paper, paper towels, like all that buying it in bulk. Cause one, you get better pricing. And then two, you don't have to worry about it later. It's just, it's taken yeah. care of. So yeah. like stocking up on that. And, and supply chain issues too now. Right. Yeah. So you also have to be mindful that again, if you're operating at a high level and at a high scale, the buying in bulk makes a difference and the not buying in bulk and going into the open market can one, reduce your operational capacity and speed, but two, can add substantial amounts of money. Because if you're going now from buying towels in the bulk to having to go out and buy towels and you're going from 10, 850 a unit to market, so 20, $25 a towel, the spreadsheet yeah. is not going to look as good as it did. And the only person you have to blame, it's you. Because again, and I think this is a higher level episode in a sense, because we are really talking to the person that like, yeah, has one or two units, but it's really like in, in starting to groom the mindset of I'm a serial operator of a lot of units. And how do I create the economy of scale that we always are kind of talking about? And just a couple like tangible examples of this, like you and I were talking offline about when you understand your guests and you're paying attention to your reviews and different things that they ask. Like in your case, you get a lot of older demographic snowbirds going down to Florida. They want the anti-slip mats in mm -hmm. the showers, right? So yeah. you buy those in bulk and you just have them. So like yeah. if they need more or if one of them just doesn't we look just as good after a while. Them. We just leave them there even because sometimes, you know what I mean? Like the, the, I mean, understanding your avatar as well. I know that a normal younger family sees one mat in there and it's fine an older person may need more than one. And so instead of like making them ask, especially people that like I know are returning customers, right? They go in and a lot of them drive down. So again, you need to really understand, like really understand your customer, right? So in my case, they drive down by driving down, it's more convenient for them to pack. So what they do is a lot of them just pack their clothes loosely and then they need hangers. So we just buy extra hangers and usually we just go like, I love Black Friday, for example, because this is right before our beginning of season. And I'll just go during Black Friday when everybody's going crazy for like the TVs and stuff. And I'll buy all the sets of pots and pans that I can find. Like the best sets of pots and pans. I'll leave like Walmart or Target with like nine, 10 sets of pots and pans. But I bought them 60% off, 70% off. And I'll do the same thing for all the hangers, and anything of that sort that we need. Because also the speed by which you deliver things in season makes a big difference in winning you raving fans that will continue to come back. And so for you as, a, as an operator, is your duty to set up your team the best you can. And by knowing what your customer needs ahead of time and having it available for them ahead of time, you're reducing response rate, you're increasing satisfaction, and you're optimizing your team efficiency because 
now your runner, if you have a runner or your cleaning person does not have to go to Walmart 18 times to get the same stuff over and over. You knew it's in the office, it's ready and it was cheaper. Another just real quick example of that is when you're paying attention to your reviews and things that people are asking for, if you're in a property that might be older or there's multiple units in the property, right? You get some noise complaints sometimes. So what we started doing for any of those types of properties was we bought white noise machines, put them in every room, and then we bought a few extras. So if they junk out or break or whatever, cool. Like the team can grab it or the cleaners can grab it and just put out a fresh one. You know, just thinking through all those little things of like, how can I address these issues? Not just shrug it off about this person's just complaining, like learn and improve and improve mm -hmm. your operations. Right. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I was going to say was reviewing all your automated messages. Right. So I know at least for us, like <clears throat> those messages evolved from pre COVID to early stage COVID to late stage COVID to now, hopefully after COVID, you know, and just reviewing all of those and creating some updated templates and depending on the PMS that you use, getting all those automated messages dial in. So again, like, especially as you're scaling and you're building a team, you're not the one responding to the messages. So how can you make it as clear as possible that like, these are the auto ones that go out. And then if different one-off questions come back, what are the responses and how should the team address those responses? And yeah. who are the points of contact if your pool heater goes out or your TVs go down or your internet goes down? Like your team needs a point of contact list to go through so that they're not constantly coming back to you over and over again. Mm -hmm. with these questions. So reviewing yeah. all of that internally as a team, having the team review their uh, house manuals, refreshing the, the house manuals. Yeah, like, as well. That's yeah. huge. Because again, the better you job you do with those, the less questions your team is going to get and less questions you're going to get. Yeah. But, but also it may just be, it just needs to be updated, right? So if you're doing, let's say you have a hostfully guidebook, if you did it two years ago, when we first had hostfully on the show and you're like, Hey, this is great. I'm going to do the same, but you haven't updated it since maybe your garbage pickup day is not the same. Maybe your landscaper comes on a different day. Maybe your pool person comes on a different day. Maybe, maybe your restaurant is not a business. Yeah. Maybe your favorite restaurant is no longer that, or maybe there's just new and exciting stuff that you should have in there and that you should update. And again, Everything is part of the experience. So if your landscaper day is wrong, is it a big deal? No. But if one of our core values is we're committed to a wow experience, a wow experience for, for me and for us and for our team means that we over communicate and we communicate eff effectively, efficiently, and rightly every time. So again, why do we want to have it updated is because if you are hanging out at the pool with your family and you are more sensitive to like being private, maybe you don't want a landscaping crew to randomly walk in on the wrong day and maybe they won't be upset or maybe that's the thing that's going to bring them from a five-star review to a four-star review, right? So it's, again, it's really understanding that. And also both at the beginning and the end of your season, it's understanding what are the big general maintenance things that you have to do before season. So typical for Florida is like new flowers, new mulch, pressure cleaning, pressure cleaning the pool, pressure cleaning the roof. If you have a roof to pressure clean, pressure clean the building, repaint, touch up, right? Because 
again, even when you go on vacation, it's nice when you see the property being taken care when you're there. But isn't it nicer if there is nobody painting and there's no wet floor signs or wet paint signs everywhere? Right. So it's just, again, the mindset of, uh, of a real estate landlord and a short term rental operator is different. We got to see the problems, anticipate them, because the anticipation of the problem is what yields the highest rate of reviews and customer satisfaction. 100%. So that was literally next on my list. So you just grab that one. So the repairs and maintenance and the deep cleans, right? So yes. like schedule those deep yeah. cleans a couple of weeks before you know, making sure they're scrubbing all the baseboards and doing, changing out the air filters and all that stuff. So move like the fridge, move the oven side exactly. of the oven, like that side of the oven. It's, it's one of those moments that you, that's, it needs to be completely pulled out, clean aside completely. You take out all the, all the plates, all the glassware, like everything you check all the pots and pans, you make sure that none of them must scratch. Like you need systems, but if you do it right, then this becomes an ongoing checklist. And if you use something like Breezeway, for example, you can put it in there as an ongoing checklist. And then every year as your team grows, you'll get assigned to somebody. And again, we've talked about this, right? The, the effort at the beginning makes you richer. And, and, and it's going to save you so many headaches. Cause like when you're in the middle of high season and you've got, you know, as you scale 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 check-ins in a day, you know, if you're not doing these things ahead of time and you know, 25% of those have issues that could have been prevented. It's just way more stress on your team, way more stress on your cleaners, your contractors, like your guest support team, like everybody. So mm -hmm. you want to get ahead of that now. And then the last thing that I had on there again, in line with the repairs and maintenance was like the landscaping, right? Like inside the property, but then also outside the property. So making sure, you know, you've got the fresh flowers in, you've got your landscaping contractor lined up to start mowing the grass on a certain schedule, like just doing all those refreshes so that you have the curb appeal, but then also on the inside, the property is ready to go. And your, and your major prep. So again, like I speak of Florida, but I know by now that there is a fair amount of listeners that are local to me. And it's just like, be mindful of, for example, hurricane season, right? So before hurricane season, when we have our, our landscaping service, we'll do major palm tree cleanup and major tree cleanup before hurricane season starts. And again, why? Because in the past, I've had a property with gorgeous palm trees all around the pool where a coconut landed five feet away from somebody as they were just chilling on the lounge chair. You don't want that. No. No, that thing lands like a bullet. Like that thing falls from a from a... 30, 40 foot palm and hit somebody in the head. I hope you have proper insurance, proper and proper <laughs> insurance, whatever insurance you have, but it's a problem, right? So again, like not to make you anxious, but it's just think about it, foresee it, anticipate it and just systematize it. And then the last thing that I actually hadn't written down, but just food for thought is another thing to review or get in place. If you haven't already at those uh, rental agreements, right? So that you can really start to create more direct bookings. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Riley and I just recorded an episode on Airbnb's new um, oh booking policy. So we recorded that. And again, you know, lesson learned of like, they have the control, right? And mm -hmm. so we can complain about it. And there's people that are going to delist their properties for a couple of days in hopes that, you know, protesting or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's your business, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if you don't like somebody else having control over your business, then you got to take the initiative to go start getting more direct bookings. Yeah. Right. Listen to the and, episode. And like Mark, Mark Simpson on yeah. three times. Mark Simpson says, right? Like, don't build your your house on somebody else's land. And and there is no better example. And again, if you haven't understood that by now, I, I don't know what else to say, right? But that's also a great tip because if you are, if you didn't find us before your last season and you have understood your direct booking website, this is the moment also for you to implement those extra systems that you may need to start custom, like capturing emails and create an email list, right? So Bill Fate talked about Stayfy that you can just add as an extension to your Wi-Fi where everybody will have to log in and input their first and last name and their email address so you can start growing that. Again, if your season starts in June, it's now April 8th, so you have time to do it. And so those are the things that you're going to start thinking about, right? Like if you want to add a little... QR code thing in all of your listings where people can then go to your direct booking site. You have to order that. And so this episode, to me at least, it's such a important episode because it one reminds us what to do to get ready, but it also can show the little adjustments that you can make to really increase your revenue from one season to the next, right? And that's to me, long-term is what makes the difference to actually creating the financial freedom that you need. Because again, if you have five properties, but your bookings go up 25 or 30% year over year, do you need to grow the portfolio? Or is that extra 25% now with reduced costs on your part, what you needed? Yeah, focus. Focus yeah. on quality over quantity. Adding units is great. You know, you can increase your revenue, but definitely maximize what you currently have. Um, and then keep building on it from that. So uh, hopefully you guys got a lot out of this episode. We threw a bunch of stuff at you. Just again, all good things, food for thought to help you get ready and then stay, re stay ready as you're growing and running your business here. So that's it for this week, guys. Hope you're having an amazing week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Ciao, guys. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.